0: back, fellow Cosmic Conduit listeners. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Today, I am with our co-host, Danica, and your other co-host, The One Speaking. And we are going to say some words into microphones.
1: So you... Greeted our listeners as fellow listeners, implying that you listen to the show.
0: I have to edit it, so I do listen. Yeah, but not all the stuff. Just just where the edits are. But I still listen to it.
1: I feel like you're a fraud.
0: Why? Because I don't listen to every second of every episode back? Yeah. I've heard most of it. You think all these listeners have have heard every second of every episode? Of
1: course they have.
0: I like that you believe that. Yeah. I don't believe. Why that wouldn't they have?
1: They have? They adore Okay, us. how
0: about this? If you're listening and you've listened to all the episodes and you really enjoy this, please reach out to me or Danica. Danica, who couldn't put a fucking phone on silent. That
1: wasn't my phone.
0: That was my phone, sorry. It never <laughs> is my phone. It's always yours. Please reach out to Danica or I and let us know that you love the podcast and that you have listened to all the episodes. And if you have and you do love the podcast and you have reached out to us already and told us then please, we would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or actually on Spotify. You can totally leave reviews there as well. We would
1: love that. Turtley. (laughs) Turtley? Turtley.
0: Oh, turtley. Turtley was funnier, the turtle thing.
1: Turtle. And turtles
0: look like turds. Turtle. There's a business idea.
1: Turtles, yeah.
0: That's why it's called turtle heading, right?
1: Turtle heading. It is Tur- turtle. Oh, because you know the, the head th- of the turtle looks like a poop coming a out of the bum.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say it that discreetly if you want. Yeah, totally, <laughs> exactly. So, speaking of turtles, the concept of today's episode is slowing down, and we've got Lady Miss Slowpoke here to talk us through what that means to her.
1: I didn't realize that this was the whole episode.
0: I, I didn't say it was. You did. I did. I just said it was.
1: <laughs> but uh, okay, I'll roll with it. But, you know, I I, I asked you five minutes ago, is it... What, what did I ask you five minutes ago?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I was listening, <laughs> then I would I know that you, you asked. something
1: along the lines of, like, am I... Am I is it because I'm... Oh, no, that was... Oh, I
0: don't know. You're ruining the episode. I'm baby. ruining the it's episode. It's safe to say you're ruining the episode. All the listeners have their palms in their hands (laughs) and looking down at their feet and they are in awe and shame.
1: (laughs) No, because I feel like... What's happened
0: to Danica? That's what I ask (laughs) myself every
1: single day. Where is she gone? Every single... But this is the thing, right? I, I ask myself, am I slowing down or am I just tired all the time because I'm not doing enough? And if I start doing more then will I feel less tired and will I then pick up the pace and is like one better than the other? Can you do a lot but do it slowly? Did I feel like I asked you like five questions.
0: You did, yeah, and I can't really understand the question you asked. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it was like a little autobiography of the last like month and then three questions mashed up into one poorly worded question and it was just an awful situation this is why let, let me let's let, let's jump back let's jump. You, were you ready to even for me to hit record
1: no well yeah i wasn't ready for you to just choose a random topic out of thin air
0: you chose this topic
1: i literally did not
0: we were in the backyard and you discussing said that this. we're not
1: going to have a topic we're just going to have a discussion
0: we talked about turtles and, and turds. and to then pick now a we're topic here no it just happened naturally no- see turtles are slow they look like poo It was a very natural progression.
1: So, this is what you meant by let's just riff a little and see where we end up.
0: Yeah, we end up. You meant
1: let's talk about shit and then talk about slowing down.
0: If you talk to me enough times, you'll notice that three or five conversations naturally tend to gravitate towards the concept of shit.
1: Yeah, like shit talking for most people is just like, yeah, just talking about whatever. But for no, you, but it's like... Specifically
0: feces and turds for you and yeah. bowel movements and how interesting they are to analyze.
1: Jesse loves it, whether it's in, like a, ser- in a serious conversation or in a completely nonsensical scenario he does it doesn't Love matter it. to him it's beautiful he'll talk about feces it's
0: beautiful yeah in
1: any case
0: okay question to you and to the listeners how often do you finish <sighs> your number two and then look down in the bowl
1: never zero
0: percent of the you, time you're not even a little bit curious at the thing uh, your look, body maybe is curating
1: i've done it five percent of your the body's time. working
0: its absolute butt off pardon the pun to completely create this thing that is an amalgamation of all the waste product in your body, and you're not even going to bat an eyelid.
1: No, because well, that's the stuff I'm letting go. of.
0: I know, but let go in reverence. It's beautiful. You're letting go of stuff.
1: I revere the process. I enjoy pooping, and I, I and I sit so sit down sometimes, and I consciously think about what I want to let mm-hmm. pass through. Me. I love that
0: ritual. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah,
1: but I don't. I don't need to look back. You know, okay. once you're dead to me, you're dead to me, son.
0: What about if you had a pet? and you had to you had to put it up for adoption. Would you look at it as you walk away, or would you just turn around and walk away?
1: Did you have to get a dagger and stab me in the heart just now?
0: I don't know. It, it, don't make this personal.
1: Could you have found a less literal metaphor?
0: <laughs> okay, well, what else do you let go of that you care about?
1: Your hand. <laughs>
0: no, don't even...
1: I care about your hands and I let them go when we hold hands but then now we need to walk into... Do you,
0: then what if I'm walking in another direction? Do you longingly look at my hand? No. Well, maybe you should, Danica. <laughs> maybe if you start doing that you start looking in the bowl when you're done and revering <laughs> the beautiful, magical releasing process that your body goes through for you every single Morning at 9.55 (laughs) a.m. I'm kidding. It's (laughs)
1: 8.55. No, no, it's literally 8.55 because my my digestive system knows I need to leave the house at 9 and it'll wait.
0: (laughs) Oh, you got to go in about five minutes? All right, let's do this.
1: No, it's not even five minutes. It's like a minute. It gives me a minute.
0: So you're getting ready. You got all your stuff by the door. Yeah. You're ready to leave. Your keys. You're like, where's where's my wallet? Where's my bag? I've got everything I need. Okay, shit. I have to shit now. Yeah. Cool. What is the point of this episode?
1: Is something about turtles?
0: That was the non-point. Poops? Poops? I don't don't know if that's what it is. (sighs) Okay. Let's start fresh. Okay, let's just start fresh. Let's spray some air wick into the air, even though that stuff's toxic. Let's spray some organic, grass-fed, gluten-free, pasture-raised air spray for the toilet. And we're going to start fresh with and start and again from now.
1: Well, I'm not starting fresh because I'm actually talking about what you were just talking no, about. No, don't do that. Indigestion. So I In recently... Indigestion? Are you still talking <laughs> about poo? <laughs> <laughs> we just finished the poo conversation.
0: Are we going back there? Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, because... so, you're, so you are looking back as you walk I am, away. I am. Oh, because so it's happening this now. this is for you.
1: This is for you. I recently this came across a, a toilet spray that's orange citrus based, completely natural, and it completely obliterates any poop smell in the air and just makes it smell like oranges. And
0: all citrus does that. It's beautiful, him
1: Yeah, but this one spray does it so mm. well. i would
0: buy, rather just buy like, you like a liter of it. I'd rather just throw an orange at the wall and just let it dribble. Like the, the juice of it just fall down the if wall. If that's
1: what you'd rather do, then why don't you do it?
0: Because I also want the person to walk into the bathroom after me to suffer. Yeah, because they do. most likely aren't giving enough reference to the whole letting go process. So... Suffer. Yeah. So often. Suffer or let go. You see what I mean? So often I'll say, to Jesse, I
1: need to go take a shower and he'll be like, well, I need to go poop first. And then he'll go and poop first. And now I have well, to wait. Well, what's
0: more urgent? Now
1: I have to wait 55 be minutes. Be real. To take a shower. It's
0: 52 minutes, usually, okay? And be real, what's, what can wait? What's more likely to be able to wait?
1: Your butthole because you can poop at any hour of the day or night.
0: What's more. Okay, I'll put it this way. What is easier to wait?
1: Well, let's talk about pooping. Legitimately, is making me want to poop.
0: Do we have to pause? You want to go? You want to go do that? I'm just
1: gonna suck it back up.
0: That is not a good idea. Go and let it go and look at it as it comes out. <laughs> as it comes out. As it comes out. As it's in the bowl. Talk to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, oh, divine, graceful brown log, for removing yourself from my body and taking everything that no longer serves me with it. By the way, guys, these um. These uh, poo prayers have been tm'd already, so you cannot use these at all.
1: Poo prayers.
0: Mm.
1: Everybody knows that once you tm a prayer, nobody else can use it. That's how prayer works. That's
0: how prayer is.
1: I actually need to poop.
0: Do you have another topic? Why did you? Why did you? Why did we make this whole big deal about changing topics, and then you just happen to? Well, no, back my, here. My
1: point was that we were not supposed to have a topic and we were just supposed to talk casually about...
0: Oh, no. What? What do you mean talk casually? What are you talking about?
1: Talk, talk casually about life and circumstances.
0: This is life and this is circumstance <laughs> and this is real life, guys. Wake up to the real world, all right? This is the real world where feces are real and you can't wipe your bottom and just pretend like it didn't happen. Why? Why would we do that?
1: You know, some people... Like, don't poop for, like, months or years I
0: know, I had a friend who came on a camp A school camp, like, back in high school And it was five days And that person did not move their bowels the entire time
1: Oh, I, I used to do that That
0: was you? Yeah Oh, I had another friend who did that as well Yeah, that's a common So, wait, one. how long did, was your one for?
1: Um, I'd say I've done four or five days
0: Five days?
1: Yeah Wow It wasn't nice
0: What did you notice?
1: I don't know, I was too young
0: you're too young to have any awareness that behind. camp
1: was terrible, though there were so many other factors involved that there was like huntsman spiders above every toilet and our tent wouldn't close and we were camping in a literal oval that was made of dirt Your tent and wouldn't dust. close yeah Can you elaborate tent, we were given tents and our tent wouldn't close and we were camping in red dirt, not mud, mm-hmm. not soil like dusty mm. dirt and so it would blow in. All night, we were sleeping in dust in Huntsman That's Spiders insane. and using you, school toilets. Your like... brain
0: literally thought that the sand was just entirely made of Huntsman Spiders. There was no red dust. It was just Huntsman's. Like...
1: No, there was actual Huntsman's.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. That's so funny because the person um, who didn't move their bowels on the school camp I was on, they broke our tent. And uh, we didn't have a tent. So you know what we did? Me and my two closest friends, we slept in a top. We slept <laughs> on a top. Basically in the wild there were all kinds of massive creatures just walking around next to us and there was nothing between us and them except a sleeping bag and our heads in denial about what we just heard. Our sleeping bag like closing off in front of our face, like pretending that we're not even there. That's
1: some blair witch shit.
0: It was terrifying. It was um, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was yeah.
1: Last was, night I had a dream that I was in high school and there was a history exam that I or a history assignment that I didn't do and I was like frantically trying to do it on the day isn't that fascinating
0: mm, no
1: no <laughs> <laughs> sorry I have to be honest with you it was what is stressful. this podcast
0: if we can't be honest
1: I was just being honest right now
0: oh you so you found it stressful but the question you asked was isn't that interesting yeah or fascinating
1: oh it's okay I, I asked you you gave me an answer I accept it
0: I think it's an acceptable answer yeah To anyone out there listening who doesn't think that was acceptable. Acceptable. (laughs) 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 Acceptable. That's a cool word. That would mean susceptible and acceptable. Or an
1: exceptional spectacle. Like you fall over and shit yourself. I crack up laughing. That was acceptable. I
0: love it. You know what? That's the one. (laughs) That's the one. brother. You invented a word. If you
1: did fall over and shit yourself, that is how I would react.
0: I'll go on. Yeah, I would. That's... That is the example that should be in the dictionary. You know?
1: <laughs> when your partner that you love fell over and shit themselves.
0: Acceptable. And, and I'll look, after this, I'll look for Miriam Webster's email and we'll just write a little thing to them about this word and see. Look, if we get this word in the dictionary, we might have another three listeners join the podcast. <laughs> and that would be awesome. That would mean everything. That to would us. mean everything. Three dude, three listeners? That would awesome. be like a 300 percent increase. Yeah. <laughs> zero to three. (laughs) Why are we doing this? (laughs) Because it's funny and it's fun, right? And we get to talk about poop. Well, to be honest, we've gone 25 episodes without talking about poop. And quite frankly, I don't know how we did that.
1: But this is what I'm saying. It's time to be ourselves.
0: Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's what what I've been
1: saying this whole time. (laughs) When when
0: did you say that? (laughs) I haven't heard you say that. I feel like we've been ourselves.
1: If you haven't talked about poop, you haven't been yourself.
0: Yeah, well... I'm gradually easing my way into being my full self. Because just
1: like a poop would gradually ease itself out yeah. of your butthole during a healthy...
0: Healthy bowel movement. Healthy Enf- bowel emphasis bowel movement. Emphasis on healthy. Yes. If it came out within a, a, one and a half seconds and splattered everywhere, <laughs> it wouldn't necessarily be healthy. No. It would be, it would be the kind of thing where, again, you want to look down and be like, what did I do to cause that? Why did a nuclear bomb just explode from my... Uh, rear end.
1: Do you need to look down though?
0: Well, I think if you see, like, you know, a matchstick in there, you're like, cool, I shouldn't have eaten those matches. So then you get the instant feedback like, hey, I shouldn't have.
1: Yeah, well, do you need to see the matchstick come out of your asshole to know that you shouldn't have eaten the matchstick?
0: Absolutely, you do. <laughs> Otherwise, how do you know if the matchstick's good for you?
1: I think. And how that, do you know I how strong that, stomach acid is? I are? think that if it doesn't come out of your butthole, that's a clearer indication of the fact that it's not good for you.
0: So wait, you know, you know that myth about about chewing gum? Where they say that if you eat it, it stays inside your body for seven years? Yeah. Are you saying matchsticks like chewing gum where like if you eat it and it doesn't come out of your butthole, there's it's something, there to, something to worry about? It's there forever, yeah. So you think that your body can literally hold things. Do you reckon that everyone who grew up loving crayons just has like a crayon in their like left uh, small intestine and like a piece of Lego in their colon and
1: yeah (laughs) I mean there's a lot of intestine in there you know what I'm saying yeah yeah
0: what's that fact I heard as a kid that was like you could wrap all the insides of your body around the entire world did you ever hear that
1: yeah I can't remember what part of the body that was it was
0: all, all the internal um intestines and stuff like that I can't remember and how would they have tested that fact as well like how would they have, who was the person who actually stretched out intestine so far and wrapped it around in a circle so many times that was like, hey, this is about the diameter of the of the earth? No, it's like it's dude, not
1: intestine, but I can't I it's can't something. remember what it was. It is something I know. I know that your lungs, if you took like all the alveoli and unfolded them, your lung capacity would be the surface area of a tennis court.
0: Whoa, that's amazing. Right?
1: And it's all just folded. In and these micro, like not microscopic, these tiny little pockets inside of your chest.
0: That's so cool. But the
1: digestive system, you're right. It is some aspect of the digestive system and unraveling something that is really, really long. But yeah, mm. it's amazing how we have like kilometers and kilometers, meters of and meters like of surface area and tissue, inside, tissue inside of ourselves. It's and crazy. And that brings us to the topic of today's conversation: the body is a temple.
0: Ah, oh, nice segue. See how seamless that was. She didn't even say the word segue this time, guys. You should write into the show, cosmiccondiments at gmail.com, and just let Danica know how proud of you, how proud of her you are for. Transitioning without using the word segue three times.
1: Yeah, but when I when I when don't I,
0: don't I don't want to hear you talk about segues, please. When please I, please 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 when please, please, I highlight please.
1: the segue for people, oh. I'm showing them how to get from A to B. That's what a true teacher does. That's
0: what a traffic. Light you don't does. just
1: do something like a like That's a, what a GPS does, like a pirouette. In ballet and just be like, and that's it, guys. Yes, you do. You You curtsy. You break it down And then the judges put up a 10. But that's the judge. I'm talking math students. You got to show them how it's done. Well, the
0: audience claps. (laughs) You do a curtsy and then they go, great, you know, backflip to triple toe flip landing. And then you do like a curtsy thing and then then the audience claps (laughs) and then you walk off stage. And at no point does anyone tell you where to walk or how to walk. You just walk off stage because you know that your time is over. And speaking of time being over, that is all the time I have to talk about segways. So, the body as a temple. What the hell do you mean, Danny? No one has ever come up with this concept in the history of it's English. Something,
1: it's something that's been... I've been channeling this information. Um, you know, when From I meditate, when I, when I do my... Um, 12 Chakra Sound Healing (laughs) Breathwork Medicine Journeys. This information has been coming through via frequency and vibration. And I've just been shaking and screaming and drumming and and just especially drumming. And it's been coming through to me. The body is a temple. And I think it's revolutionary information, to be completely honest with you. We
0: should start a religion about you and your revelations.
1: Yeah.
0: I love it cool um thanks for tuning in girl i'm kidding <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've been thinking of doing that several times yeah, this
0: <laughs> because you're just like this is a terrible this is, how... this I... is a literal I... shit show
1: i can't believe we haven't started again yet
0: <laughs> i was waiting for one of us to say it but it got funnier as it went on and now it's like
1: look if we did cut now and start again i would want to release this anyway
0: what would you call it a literal shit show a literal shit show okay. what
1: did we call that other one uh, oh it's
0: not i don't remember we've done so many oh no it was an, an episode about nothing or something yeah something uh like a that. waste of time a waste of time yeah I think this will be a little a waste show. of time part two a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> electric boogaloo anyway so <laughs> i often think about the body as a temple but i more think about it from different places for example i think about the heart as the shrine of the temple, the prayer room. Then I think about the, um, the brain as a computer. To me, a brain is a computer. It is something that helps you translate something. It is purely there to help you interpret the messages that your body is sending. But throughout the history of gurus, people have always said the answer lies within, but that doesn't necessarily imply the mind. It can come to you through the mind but I believe that if the heart is the shrine, it's because it's it's because it's the thing that makes decisions. Your heart is the compass. Your heart is your guide. Befriending your heart through things like uh, meditation, um, metta meditation, all different kinds of meditation, where you either express gratitude to yourself or someone else, versus like befriending your mind, which is probably what the focus of most people people's meditation is today, right? Mindfulness and whatnot. Is a very different process, but they're all equally as reverable, if that's a word. We'll have to put that at the bottom of the Merriam-Webster email. Reverable, if that's not a word, throw that in there as well. And if you think of any more words, Danny, before now and when this episode finishes, let us know. How do you see the mind? How do you see the heart? How do you see... Because these are. I,
1: I, I like that because the... The, the brain is something that captures and interprets and allows you to solidify the knowing, but allowing the knowing to come from deeper, deeper in the body, and then allowing the mind to recognize and, and process that. Is that what you're suggesting?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Because, because I think of the brain as like a hard drive or like a CPU. It's the operating system. It's like Windows or, or, or OS or Apple OS or whatever. Um, and you can constantly upgrade it just like you can any operating system. But an upgrade would mean actually a quieter mind, right? Whereas in technology, an upgrade means something that can handle more. This is now a- able to operate more things at once.
1: Well, I think it's the same thing. I think, I think that... You've you've spoken to me about like a defrag for the mind before, and one mm, pra- some practices being a the
0: defrag. defrag. We've talked about specific practices yeah. being a defrag, and uh, those specific practices are for another episode.
1: Oh, I can't remember what they were. They were something like very your, specific, and yeah. you're going to talk about it in another episode. Oh, okay, Go on. cool, 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 cool. Um. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I hear you. Um. I okay. So let's talk about. The, I mean, did this get too deep too quickly? Can we? Are we allowed to have like thirty minutes of shit talk and then a really i Great. think
0: that's just what we do yeah you know, if, if they what we do if they don't like going from hearing about turtle heads being like feces and for how half you an hour and then having your... a
1: serious spiritual discussion about the body as a temple then like join another podcast called yeah, yeah i hear you um exactly. so I, I i can't remember what you asked me but i'm gonna say how do you else. see
0: the heart how do you see the mind at, in reference to the body as being in a reference temple? to the
1: body as being a temple okay hmm I like your analogy I don't really see it like I don't really see the body and its parts as being different rooms in the temple I see it as one big integrated system and every part is reflective of the rest I've recently started to see the digestive system in particular as a metaphor for Everything like life, the way that you're moving through life, the way that you're holding on to shit, letting shit go, ingesting and moving intention through the body and through the vessel. Um, and yeah, in terms of efficiency versus efficiency and energy and. Um, I really started to delve deeper into the digestive system as a metaphor for life. But I think that you can take any, like the way you, you use any part of the body or you can take any part of the body itself and attribute it to life as a whole.
0: Absolutely. I think about the liver as doing that quite a lot. And I often think about the liver as being, you know, if we look at it symbolically, it's the filter of the body, right? And I often try and put a filter in front of my mind. Where I am very particular about what I want to ingest because if my brain is a hard drive, I don't want to have all this useless crap on there. I want to fill it with stuff that's very useful to me, not stuff that um, if I'm in a a low emotional state, that could be used against me, against my will.
1: But that's how it affects every single aspect of your being, right? What do you mean? because if you're, if you're filtering what you ingest through the mind and that's affecting your emotional body, which is your heart, That's affect- and then that involves oh, like, yeah. what you're eating. Yeah, it, r- and it ripples out. You know, it it ripples totally ripples out. out,
0: yeah.
1: I've also been thinking about, because I would say that I, I don't like to talk belief systems and preach belief systems, but there is a narrative of, or there is a theory of existence, which is that everything is, spirit god the cosmic one trying to realize itself trying to understand itself um and so i i've been thinking a lot about our bodies as everything and everything as our body so like our world is a complete manifestation of ourselves and if you think about the way that cells function in the body they function as one like i am my body But I am made up of trillions of cells and bacteria, organelles, organs, systems, tissues. You know, these are billions and trillions of microorganisms that are each that can be broken down into a single part, Mm. but that are functioning as one single unit. That is me. And then I, at this level of existence, look like a single organism, but like you and I are functioning as one in society. We are functioning as one on planet Earth. We are functioning as one. Earth is functioning alongside Venus and Mars and all the other planets in the solar system as one. Mm. And so we are both the macro and the micro and really honoring like what is happening inside of the universe that is your body and ensuring that you are functioning as an integrated system. I think this is what it means for me, for the body to be a temple. And then I think that in a lot of spiritual work, we bypass the physical, we bypass matter because it doesn't matter as much as the concept of asc- ascension and enlightenment. But it's like newsflash, asshole. Sorry, sunny, sunny reference, not to be rude. But newsflash, asshole. We are on this plane of existence. We are on earth. We are matter. Everything we do involves attachment because we rely on things. Gravity binds us to the earth. So, like, the body is the way in. What you choose to relate to in terms of what you eat, how you sleep, what you watch, what you read, all of this is fueling you as the one and then keeping it clean in every sense of the word. I think maybe that's when the body is a temple. Maybe other people's bodies are just... Haunted houses. It's possible. Shacks.
0: It's possible.
1: Or could they every, your body could be a temple, can be a temple, if you so choose yeah. for it to be well, as
0: such. Well, I'd say your body is a temple, but but temple, even a temple that hasn't been cleaned or te- uh
1: It's still a temple
0: Maintained in a while It's still a temple But it'll become Like a haunted house Pretty quickly right? That's true It'll become that kind of thing You give two dollars At the front And you take your kid through And things pop out And scare you Mm. Um
1: And temple is a space which cultivates stillness, peace, clarity, and spirit. Sacredness. Yeah, Yeah, There's something very sacred about a temple. It's a vessel for sacredness. And I think this is what we are. Like this, you know, people call it like a a, a meat sack or a flesh suit or whatever. But it's like we are antennas. We can receive, as I've been channeling, this profound, unique information.
0: Unique. Emphasis emphasis on unique.
1: Yeah, it's, it's revolutionary. We can receive and tap into so much and i believe that we can cultivate superpowers if we really work at
0: it yeah well there's a lot of information about that uh joe Dispenza has done that and then also um that book, Super Normal, that but I've mentioned on the many here ancient as well.
1: cultures that are thousands and oh, thousands they're of doing years old—they're doing they're it. Doing they it. have been doing it. It's normality. and there's for evidence. Them. There is evidence. It's amazing. You yeah. just have to
0: go looking for it. Definitely exists. Yeah. But- I would, I would take your beautiful, unique metaphor and go one step further, if uh, and, and, and apply the concept of as above, so below to it. So if you have a body that is perhaps not working so well, right, and there's issues with it left, right, and up and below and all different places, your temple has... Oh, oh, let me let me jump back a bit. The version of reality you will see with your own eyes will be a reflection of the brokenness inside your body. And if your body is unified... I'm starting to notice this as I'm getting more and more into yoga. Um, I'm starting to notice that as I feel enhanced energy flow between all the different parts of my body from yoga and from you know other things... I'm starting to feel that the world I'm seeing is even more harmonious, but your core beliefs, we've discussed this before. The core beliefs are really, if you believe the world is harmonious, well, you'll see a harmonious world, but if you believe it and you have a harmonious body, well, I think the harmony just starts to pile on Mm. and you start to see more and more beauty. But if you go the other way and, you believe the world is a fragmented place and then inside you you have problems with your liver you have problems with your intestines you have problems with your heart or your chest then you will see visual representations of these in your waking life as symbols as metaphors for you to look within once you fix the within you'll start to see a different outer world but we've just gone really esoteric now haven't we
1: yeah i love it <laughs> well i think I'm going to s- just backtrack a little on what you said. Back and, to the poo
0: or? No, all oh, the way back not to that the far. beginning. How how backtrack are we talking?
1: Um, Just to what you said just then, like you, like even if you do believe it, but there are still parts of yourself that are not functioning so well, I actually don't believe that you can believe in a unified representation of existence, but still have aspects of yourself fragmented because I think that on a intellectual level you can believe it but some part of your body is not believing it and, and I feel and I say that because I know that can sound a little bit confronting but I know that to be true because I feel this within myself whereas like I have such an open mind and I've I've have beautifully accessed so many different perspectives. I know so many people with so much beautiful information that I consciously believe, but I know there are still nooks and crannies in my body that hold on to limiting beliefs and something that my client, my beautiful client said this morning is so brilliant where he says that if you want to get to know anybody, look at their life, look at what is happening in their life to understand what they believe and This is because your self-worth determines your belief and your belief determines your reality. So I think that I thought that was really interesting because I've always thought that your belief manifests your reality. But how about your self-worth, self-worth manifests your belief? Because this is the thing about like accessing super ordinary states, right? I believe in super ordinary states, but why don't I believe that I could access super ordinary states? why don't I access super ordinary states? I know there's a whole lot of practice and whatnot involved, but then like some aspect of me is like, yeah, but you just, I know that's an extreme example. Is it because of self,
0: you you don't think that, you think that self-worth doesn't allow you to access those states? Yeah.
1: And I think self-worth is such a a worm that digs really, really deep where there's, again, like these little corners of the digestive system that are storing this black mass, mass that is like, I... I am not doing enough.
0: Ooh, Black Mass, that's a cool band name. Black Mass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Metal. Um
1: uh, Yeah, like I am not doing enough. I could be, I should be, I should have. Little okay, okay. little tiny things like this.
0: Let me let me let me jump back a bit because isn't self worth just belief of the self? Isn't self worth a projection? Isn't self worth just how you perceive yourself? So in a way it is belief, right? But but I see what you're saying, and it's definitely valid. But I would, I would, I would back up, and I would, I would add to it like a, a specific step in the in the middle, and I would say, yes, your belief determines what you see, uh, but your self worth determines what you believe can happen to you.
1: That's what I mean. Is that I, what you mean? I, that is what oh, I mean, and okay. I think it's the as above, so below thing. Whereas, well, it like, has to I think be. you're right. Like, yeah. belief implies outward, mm. but self worth is inward, and it's both. It both involves.
0: Yeah, belief, but yeah. also
1: worth and value because
0: someone was saying know. to me recently about self worth. They were saying that your financial situation is very tied to your self worth. That's it. I found that quite interesting because isn't finance just energy that you store?
1: Yeah, and, and and in that similar way, somebody who believes that the world is inherently fragmented perhaps does not does not. Think think and feel that they are worthy or they have access to wholeness. That they have access to abundance, that they have access to happiness, love, safety, security, which is why they project that out into the world is inherently fragmented because they don't feel within themselves that they can access unity. Yeah, I think that's most people that is, I mean, if it wasn't most people, then the world would be a unified space.
0: I hear that. I, I, I just think there's a middle step there um, where you have to have like self-awareness to realize that, that what you're seeing and what is happening inside you is a reflection of e- they're reflections of each other. Oh yeah, I mean. So so are you saying that someone who isn't aware of like isn't, isn't aware of of themselves doesn't have like self-awareness will manifest something that is deeply subconscious?
1: I mean, we're all, we're all always doing that anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. cool. So where do you think self-worth comes from? Because again, it is just a projection. It is just what you think of yourself is what self-worth is. And that's an interesting thing because... What you think of yourself is very important and can change your reality.
1: It can change your reality because what you think of yourself influences the way you move, the way you eat, the so way you, you sleep. So
0: where, exactly. so an, where do you think it comes from? And then the way
1: that you feel. But I think you're right. I think it does come from what you think of yourself. And I think that it's when you prioritize the mind as the temple instead of the whole body as the integrated system as the temple, or your mind as the... I agree. Yeah, like your that, mind does the overlord. Emphasis on
0: that part of, the, of that is how you would heal self-worth, yeah. right? Because uh, if you look at the biology of belief and how he goes about uh, rewriting the narratives that our mind plays out, if you don't think you're worth much and you have a thought saying, I'm a worthless piece of crap, then it's up to you in that moment to engage with that part of you. and go, you know what? I'm not worthless. I'm worthy of love. I'm fucking awesome. I have... Uh, as much right to love as anyone else does
1: but then how do you feel that
0: you you make it a habit in or uh, uh you make it a like a, a a habit to counter when you counter it enough times and you've interfaced with that enough times you start to feel it naturally you start mm-hmm. to feel it and you'll start to notice it manifest and this is what that, this is one of the things that book rants about which is a fantastic book for anyone trying to uh, increase their own self-worth or any limiting beliefs the biology of belief is i think one of the pinnacles of research in that domain really cool but yeah it's it's a fake it till you make it kind of situation at least at least that's how i've seen it work out and it's, it's at least how i understand it um how do you feel something you can you can look at the beginning steps to spiritual bypassing or you can look at the beginning the beginning steps as a genuine attempt at trying to feel something and it's just not happening first go it's like you try handstand first go good luck you'll just end up kicking kicking up and then not being able to
1: but i think that it needs to be coupled with practice and this is where i think that like people people really prioritize the mind as the central like space of processing it's where everything comes from it's where consciousness exists without the brain there's nothing well first of all without many parts of the body there's nothing so jot that down third
0: sunny reference, third sunny reference in one episode really well that's fantastic um
1: but like the, the brain the brain is constantly in this <laughs> relay with sensory input with feedback, it's receiving from every other part every of the part body. Every part of you, yeah. And literally. so I think that okay, if you're trying to,
0: including your rectum and what it releases,
1: especially the rectum.
0: That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, back to the. Um, I topic think that if hand. you're
1: trying to cultivate a certain belief system within yourself, it is not enough to say the affirmation to think, "I am." Beautiful. Every day. I am beautiful. I think you need to link it with practice. I think there needs to be an I action yeah, that totally. couples with the thought process so that you bring the feeling of beauty into your body. You bring the feelings of worthiness back into your vessel. And, and and, and yeah.
0: Well, the reason why I don't think mirror work and affirmations work for most people is because people are disconnected from their heart right? If you're really connected to your heart, you could say to yourself, like truly, honestly, and authentically, I am beautiful. And you could feel something happen in your heart. And you can feel something happen in your body, maybe your gut, maybe your heart, maybe somewhere else, but you'll start to feel it, right? But I don't think most people are connected enough to their heart in order to let mirror work and affirmations really work their magic.
1: Okay. I have a question for you. When you receive information that comes from the heart would you say that's your intuition
0: it depends depends on what the scenario is but i would say my i i I resonate a lot with clairaudience so for me i receive intuitive guidance through thought forms through very specific thought forms thought forms that i can distinctly um like contrast with egoic thought and intuitive thought
1: how do you clearly
0: contrast you are you, you talk to yourself you talk to the thought and you find out the thought's earliest motivation. This is one of the techniques I've discussed earlier. Is it, this
1: bringing me peace?
0: Bingo. Yeah. Is this the, what is what is the intention of this thought? If I follow this thought down its full train of thought, what does it want for me?
1: Okay, and then
0: That's one way. But you can we- also feel it's a different voice. It's a different person speaking.
1: And when we're when we're talking about getting an answer from the heart, we're speaking to emotional nourishment, right? Like like true emotional nourishment. Why nourishment? What do you I, mean I'm that? I'm I'm trying to understand what it means to connect with your heart, get ah. receive information from your heart. Like in what situation would you want to do that? Is it is it when you're trying to find an answer that aligns best with you?
0: I would I would say yeah I would say yes I would say it's entirely about using the heart as a compass everything in your body has a specific purpose and i think it's the the, the, the brain is there to, to it's it's the programming it's the coding it's there to interpret things and express things but the heart is there it, it the heart is all-knowing and the heart is there as your compass so if you're trying to find an answer for something you close your eyes and you ask a question and maybe you put your hands over your heart and you wait for the feeling that arises. And if the feeling feels good, you get a yes. If the feeling feels bad, you get a no. And that is how I would recommend for anyone, and even including myself. You know, a lot of times I forget to do that. But you know, that is how I would recommend using the heart for what its purpose is. Apart from you know keeping you alive, it's really a, a beautiful compass.
1: Compass. I like that one. That's a really nice way to think of it.
0: Mm. It's it's always been that way, but you know we always look to the answer as we we always look to things as the answer as being in the mind. You know, even if someone says the answer lies within, people think it's the mind, and for a lot of people it is. But for a lot of people it's not. It depends on how you are, whether you're more mind dominant, whether you're more heartfelt or body dominant.
1: Yeah, and it's it's cool to be or either way and Sometimes what you it prioritize, can be but. But yeah, I, I'm i really, 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 really consciously trying to live from the heart because I feel like I am naturally a very mind-based cognitive being. It's not a bad thing. and Which is not a bad thing, but this is why I think that living from the heart is the best way to live because it's a natural counterbalance to my...
0: Natural state of previous, being. Yeah, natural state of being. And what's interesting to acknowledge is that you have been making an effort to connect and live from your heart and make decisions and with your heart and the magic that's been showing up in your universe oh, as a result of that huge. is insane. But
1: I would say absolutely, that absolutely
0: like it's, it's just, it's ineffable. Completely, It is ineffable. ineffable.
1: It's almost like, how is this reality? And it's also like things that I've been dreaming of manifest so specifically, yeah. so weirdly, you know, spine tinglingly specifically every little tiny thing in my life, but that's everyone. But like when you have the awareness and you can, you can play with it you can craft can you share it. yeah can
0: you share what you've been changing in your life in order to live from your heart that's manifested a magical or more magical reality for you?
1: <sighs> that's a mad question yeah so um doing what feels good instead of what i think is right is the biggest thing for me and even today i had a fucking six hour conflict within myself of trying to do what felt right for me, what made me happy, even though it felt selfish um, versus what I thought would be the best thing to do and really extracting the two from one another and then picking the one that feels good even if I think I'm letting someone down, even think I'm even if I think that it's not a practical decision, which is huge for me, practicality. That's been the biggest thing. Like going with, oh this feels really good. This feels like it will feel really good. Or no, it already feels good. You know, when you even when you're projecting into the future, when you look to a certain outcome, one of them's like, oh, I like that one. Mm. And so going with that, which I used to just tell, I, I used to, I used to go the other way. I used to go the yeah. other way. And, and and sometimes I still wrestle with that, but I'm.
0: Everyone does, I think. You yeah. Do? but I, I should do this versus I really feel like doing this. Yeah.
1: And, and getting rid of shoulds.
0: Mm. inside
1: my head and in my vocabulary, I don't want to use that word anymore. Nice, yeah. I don't want, I think could have is, is the closest I want to get. I could have done this, mm. but I don't like the I shoulds. I wouldn't do that either. I don't like the shoulds for the past or the future. Um, what else I have been doing is. I want to jump in for a second. Yeah. Sorry,
0: not to confuse, um. A f- chasing a feel good feeling with with gluttony you know it feels good to watch 6 hours of netflix i'm just going to do that because my heart says so that's not your heart that's- For me
1: it doesn't though
0: ah uh, oh, there you go for me it well, doesn't well that's that's good but for i think i think for a lot of people and sometimes yeah. including myself yeah. it feels good to to f- to go on dopamine binges yeah. you know and it's not that's not the heart that's yeah. something else happening Sometimes in your Sometimes it'll feel deadly. good for
1: a short period of time, but then when you really tap into the feeling, there's an emptiness. There's
0: emptiness and a numbness yeah. involved. It's like, oh, that felt good for two episodes, but this is a comedy and I haven't laughed in an hour. Yeah. So yeah, you disconnect and you just become this numb zombie who's just there ingesting. And yeah. that's not the heart. Anyway, wanted to uh, really be specific yeah, there. Yeah, cool. And,
1: and finding the answer of what feels good from a real integrated place. Again, with an integrated system. And a constant, what feels good for every part of me. Yeah
0: it's a constant conversation and that's what we just described the body as if the body is a temple and if the temple is supposed to be a place where you communicate with god right if that's the purpose of a temple then you absolutely have to think of your body that way and if you do then you realize that it's a constant conversation you're constantly receiving data that might be interpreted through your mind or through feelings in your gut or your heart or whatever and anyway side digression tell us what else has changed in your life to allow you to live from your heart and what it's brought up for you
1: uh two main things two more main things i will say the first thing is it might be the second thing as well but the first thing i would say is really extracting myself from other people's narratives particularly my parents because we are all products of our parents we were made of two people and their dna and their belief systems and their conditioning and their programming. And this is not to say that I don't appreciate or love any part of what they've gifted me. I love and appreciate every single aspect of it. But recognizing that it is well and truly time to establish myself as an autonomous being who is no longer ruled by trauma that isn't mine. That is no longer carrying trauma that doesn't belong to me. That is no longer operating via belief systems that do not stem from me and really figuring out what those are what are the things that I tell myself I believe that I don't actually feel like I believe and these are normally like what what do I think versus what I believe a lot of what I think came from mom and dad or the way that I was growing up or society even extracting myself from society's narratives and then to the second point is really establishing what do I want to do and how do I want to do it what is what is my driving? What, what where, where do I want to go and why and how do I want to get there? How do I want to get there? What do I want to feel like today? What do I want to do? What do I want, like, you know, like really, really figuring out who I am. And so much of the mind stuff comes from other people. I just recently ran away for eight days. My mind was as quiet as it's ever been. It was so quiet. Mm, And the moment I get back to Sydney and all the people I know and all the work that I do and the family that I live with, all of a sudden my mind is like, and I recognize that this is not actually my stuff. It's everybody else's stuff.
0: Well, yes and no. Like
1: it's my mind relating to other people's stuff. Yes. This is what I mean. Yes. It's me taking on the shoulds and the reflections and...
0: But you can't imagine the level of peace you'll achieve living in it. You know, you, you meant on holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Most people have peace of mind on holiday, but if you attain equanimity here in a yeah. busy place amongst all the trauma, yes. and then you move that elsewhere, yes, you will be at the you you'd, you'd be Buddha. This is what, yeah, <laughs> but
1: this is what I'm sa- saying, right? Like like it's not about like I can't have a quiet mind while I'm here. It's just about what is it about then? It, it, it's That's about what I heard. well, it's it's le- it's loud when I'm here, which yeah. is it's okay but then again extracting myself from the other people's stuff like when is it mine and when is it someone else's
0: yeah i hear I, i i i understand what you mean i i just um i think that's what you get for being around humans you know if you're away on holiday with like your closest like loving sisters or brothers or whoever whoever or family or when you're around people full stop depending on how aligned you are with them um you're gonna have specific thoughts you're gonna have like, like what's that quote that's like working with any people is working with trauma mm. that's just the way it is mm. and um you can have the loveliest parents in the world mm. which you actually do. I literally, I, you I literally think I do you yeah. literally do yeah um but you're also going to have thoughts coming up regarding them yeah in terms of like is this do i believe that or is that them projecting onto me yeah. and,
1: and when i say it's other people's stuff i don't even mean that i live by stuff that they're putting onto me it's stuff that i've taken on when i think of them for example i need to work more because i need to earn more money because like that's not well, this them is, this they're is not the... expecting me to work more and earn more money maybe they are maybe they aren't but this is what i believe i should be doing back to the
0: should yeah that's what i was gonna say i should back be doing. to your should
1: for them, so this is what I'm talking about. extracting myself from others is separating is me living for me. Mm. And that's why I'm like feelings of selfishness are coming up, but it's like it's okay, danica, you're 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 actually doing this for yourself and for everybody else. But this is why, like, yeah, the key thing is like operating from now what I feel instead of what I think, because a lot of what I think is I should. When I'm trying yeah, to make decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair.
0: Yeah. And look, a lot of people are ruled by logic and it's actually normal. And, and, and sometimes it can be a good thing, but I think having a connection to your body. And okay, so there's, we've discussed this quote on here a few times. It's an Albert Einstein quote. He says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. Say that again. The intuitive mind is a sacred gift. And the rational mind is a faithful servant. Yeah, that's if beautiful. you approach the mind from that perspective, mm-hmm. then you're prioritizing feeling and emotions, the the emotive part of the brain, and then using logic to help you move forward in a way that best um, harmonizes you and your emotions. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean,
0: but it's I, not-
1: I really relate to that. the The mind is enabling the spirit, you know? tap into it and then enable it like the mind is telling you to walk left and your heart is saying walk right so then the mind goes okay heart let's walk right because it's the right thing to do it's like bringing it back to like the nice integrated point. system recognizing yeah recognizing but and then, i'm not and saying then, sorry go on. i was
0: gonna say and then and then having the connection to your heart to know that the heart said walk right yeah. otherwise most people just think oh I'll walk left mine says go left yeah. but if you had walked right you might have found 50 bucks but yes. it's one of those things that unless you cultivate that connection yeah. it's not going to be there you're not you know you are born connected with your heart I was about to say you're not born connected with your heart you absolutely are yeah but you forget about it because of the necessity of socialization and yeah. the mind, but it's beautiful, you know, uh, to think about this in terms of one of Jesus's quote, unless you, uh, Unless you become, again, as a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, yeah. And children are so connected to their Curiosity
1: heart. is the biggest C- thing yeah. in children, right? They're always asking yeah, questions. They're yeah, always yeah. like, what's this? What's going to happen if I... <laughs> and, uh, and I found that, yeah, talking to my inner... Ch- to, like, letting my inner dialogue be speaking to my inner child. Mm. Gentle, loving, curious, fun, playful.
0: Playful. That really
1: helps as well.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I, I reckon that's huge and universal. If you start to self-talk like that, that really connects you to your heart. Um, that's a good one, actually. I like that one. I was going to say, like, I've, I think I've developed this narrative over the last kind of three, four years, which is like, I'm a mind based intellectual being, first and foremost, and I find it difficult to connect to my heart. But I think that's actually a ruse, and I think it's a lie. And I think it's something that my mind has developed. Yes, I'm quite cognitive, but I think I'm actually extremely heart based. I think everybody is, and I think you found the keyword, which is we forget. We forget. And I I tell myself or I tell others or both that I find it difficult to access the knowing of my heart. Maybe I don't. Maybe I just bypass feeling. Maybe I just don't validate the way that I feel enough.
0: I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. Because if you validated it more, it would become more a part of your biology and you're like the whole process of moving forward would be bouncing off the heart
1: and that's what i'm finding like a lot of the time it doesn't make sense that word makes sense right a lot of the time it doesn't make sense but it feels good so let's just do that and see what happens and the more i do that this doesn't make sense but it feels good let's see what happens oh what i see is so so special
0: let's give a cool example from our last week okay danica and i were at the beach And it was a beautiful sunny day and we were swimming around and we had a beautiful time in the water. And, uh, it's, it was the end of October when this happened last week and, uh, whale season actually ends, uh, in October, November around then. Right. And we decided to finish and we'd just been at the beach for maybe three hours and we're like, cool, let's go home and do something else. Now, whatever the next thing was, I decided at the very last second, I want to, I want to drive to a different beach and
1: this is like at the end of the, it didn't quite happen like that but yeah it was it was, it was at the, the end, end of, of the going to the beach yeah. we're
0: driving home i decide i'm gonna drive straight past my home and go right down to another No, beach.
1: he's like do you want to go to la perouse and i was like yeah. That was it. Do you want to go Straight to La And I was like, "Yep." Straight and away. you know, we don't.
0: Why would it's why why would it's we just go? So why would we finish going to the beach after having swam there for hours at our be- at
1: our favorite beach?
0: Our, at our favorite beach and go to a beach that we're a, not going to swim we're at. Not gonna swim out. We're not going to swim at. We're going to sit in the parking lot. It didn't make sense at all. No. It didn't make sense. Yeah. But for some beautiful, heart knowing reason, we didn't question it whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. We got to the beach, and what happened, Danny? We pull into the parking lot for the very first. Within the very first second that we sighted new ocean, different from the ocean that we were previously at.
1: The whale leaps out of the water.
0: Gigantic whale. And not
1: just one, (laughs) there must have been three or four. Three or four, there
0: was even a baby one. Yeah, Just uh, just dancing for us. And then... There are a
1: hundred people at La Perouse and not a single one of them is seeing this. And me and Jesse are just sitting in the car with the window down, staring at the whales dancing in complete awe, laughing and semi-crying, just being like... Thank you. Spirit. They were
0: dancing for us yeah. and then in that moment we knew that living from your heart is the way to um, to experience life experience the magic of life. And it doesn't happen overnight, but you can make that intention and, and get there and then just just try it on. like like Alan Watts says? like leave your beliefs at the door and try on a new perspective and see what you see. And I like that one, I like that one a lot because that's just one of honestly, maybe thousands, hundreds of thousands of examples that you and I could easily think of. As to why spontaneity and living from the heart and curiosity doesn't quote unquote make sense, yeah. right? It doesn't I love make that. sense. Get
1: out of your belief system. Leave your beliefs at the door. Leave
0: your beliefs at the door. Experience try a new try, perspective. Try, try on a new perspective. Yeah. Like you go to a change room, you try on a new coat. You're this like, is oh.
1: what the heart wants. Like it, it's it's getting outside of your frame of reference, yeah. which is talked about. Um, in quite a few different scenarios to elicit altered states of being. Like when astronauts leave the Earth's atmosphere and all of a sudden they feel like they are one with the universe and a lot of them turn deeply spiritual upon having experienced that. It's the same thing that psychedelic trips do and, you know, breath work because you're changing the acidity and pH in your body. And it's the same thing with just doing something different. Just choosing feeling instead of what you think is right, what people say is right. That's getting out of your frame of reference. Even if it's walking left instead of right, getting outside of your frame of reference.
0: Yeah.
1: What you might see a caterpillar crawling across the pathway, and that was the whole reason you did it.
0: Yeah.
1: You might see nothing, but the fact that you chose to do something different because it felt right.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's the last because thing I'll it, say. because it felt right. Under underline that it's not like my mind wants to turn left, but I'm going to trick it and go right. Yes. It's like no. Did it feel, what did it feel like to turn yeah. right? And what does your heart feel towards the notion of going yeah. right? Go on.
1: But I've been practicing this and I'm getting better at it because at first my mind you had are. such a firm hold that it would be like, it would just start. No, I should do
0: this. I should this, do this. This makes sense. And it's oh, efficient. But, but
1: my heart actually wants to do this and like, but it's still coming from my mind yeah. and I don't, can't feel the heart. So yeah. like, so, you, so course, your, your mind would talk to you as if it was your heart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey. it, it's a really what a chameleon, fucker. dude. It really <laughs> is. That's but mm, Could you can yeah. even call it
0: a donelian. That's terrible, Danny. Chameleon. Never mind. Go um, on. It is terrible, but it was worth it. My heart said it was funny, but it wasn't my heart. It was my mind. Praising <laughs> yourself,
1: praising yourself not for what you experience after choosing the path of the heart, but for just choosing the path of the heart, even if you end up hitting a brick wall. Even if you walk for seven kilometers and end up in a back alley that smells like crap because you followed your heart and it felt right. Praise yourself for having tried.
0: That's how you would establish the habit that yeah. that it's okay to live from your heart. And even if you don't get a crazy yeah. result, you certainly will.
1: It happened to me today. It, it, the it mind will. started beating myself up for choosing what felt right. Who? You're selfish. You're da-da-da. You should have blah-blah-blah again. Isn't it crazy
0: how your mind just manifests these weapons? Not your mind, but anyone's mind. It can go from being like, you know, doing a math problem to like, you're a piece of shit and you're selfish. It's like they they, they materialize these ninja swords out of nowhere and they just start stabbing yeah, you. Yeah, literally. And it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, the magic of the heart, the way of the heart. It's beautiful to, to consider how much your life can change when you think about it that way. So have reference for your heart. Have reference for your body. Have reference for your
1: poopy. Eat good, poop good, take care of yourself, and feel good.
0: Is that how you want to end this episode? (laughs) Is that how you want to end it? I'm trying
1: to bring it all together. That didn't really... In a powerful, impactful, moving statement.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you another go at that.
1: I've, I've done it.
0: Oh, you didn't. Okay, let me show you how it's done. Your body is a temple, okay? It is a sacred space. There is something so deeply connected to God and the universe in your body and from your body. And your body is a universe on its own. So you really, really need to be mindful and heartful if you're going to cultivate a life. That is beautiful. That is magical. Because you know what? You get to choose if your life's magical. That is up to you. If you want a boring-ass, stale, vanilla, white bread kind of life, then you go ahead and you keep living from your mind and you don't get curious about different belief systems. But if you want something that shows you magic, that makes you believe that the universe is a loving, mysterious, beautiful, connected place and that we're all one organism, just like all the cells in our body that come together and work together to create a magical life. If you want to believe that, you just need to start checking in with your heart, treating your body like a temple because you know what's good for your body. Let's be real. You don't have to read any books. You don't have to go and watch hours of documentaries. You know what's good for your body because you just know that. Like, if it's, is it good for you? Well, you know. Don't ask anyone. If you have to ask, you're not feeling. And if you if you're not feeling well then you're not going to know. If you want to know the truth, you have to just listen and feel and get tuned in. So your body is a magical, sacred, divine temple and so are your feces.
1: Eh mine was better.